Welcome in again to The Golden Life, and good morning to you. The Golden Life 2.0 brought to you by Asset Management Group. Those equities will kickstart your heart after a another interesting week on the stock market. Here to talk about it with Andrew Nida, Mo Pyram, Asset Management Group of Cartersville, and here your host for the Golden Life 2.0. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning. And good morning, happy man. Veterans Day to us all, including to our own veteran, Alan Sanders. There I guess, go. I mean, technically it's tomorrow, but this is the um, the bank holiday today. Hey, might as well. So, yeah, might as well observe it today. Yes, Absolutely. Very special. The, uh, it is always a little surprising to me how few people know how that started. World End of World War One Armistice. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. Especially me. I didn't know that. Including you. <laughs> Including me, yeah. yeah. The end of then. World War One. They said, you know what? We're going to stop fighting. We're all going to get the flu. That's how we're going to do this. <laughs> that's, and that's basically what happened. And that's what happened. <laughs> we're going to stop fighting. We're all going to take flu back to our respective countries. It's going to be really good. Because you know about the the Spanish flu, 1918. No. Remind me again. Why don't we move on from history? Refresh my memory. Yes. It was bad. Well, I know about it. I know how bad it was, but I thought you were going a little deeper. Than well, that. that's how the, that's how it spread. <laughs> he said bad. That's how, <laughs> that's how it spread. It's bad. Because everybody got it, and then they went back to the countries they were all from with it, and that's how it spread across the mm. the globe. Oh. Oh. Also, oh. it was a little harder to get things like, you know, soap back then. <laughs> <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Things like that. <laughs> you know, a little tough in that private case, bathrooms. Yeah. Stuff like that. Lysol wipes. A little tougher. <laughs> a, little, to a little hard, Ben. Get your hands on things. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have made it back then with all the dirty bathrooms. I couldn't have handled it. Although you only yeah. you, you only deal with what the things that you think. Like, if you have a certain level of comfort and then you don't have it, it's devastating. But if you never had it. You don't know. You, you can't you, you, can't you can't miss what you never, what had. You never had. Exactly. exactly. Right, so. That's all about uh, the comfort. We're, uh, you know, it's this is spoiled, spoiled era of living. Maybe it is. It is. I mean, like uh, you, you're you've been on different, you've been to different countries, different mission trips, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so have I. I don't know if you, Kevin, but you're right. I mean, you go to different countries and you see the the, the lifestyle that they're living, and you say, well, you know, how how are they so peaceful? How are they so enjoyable? How they love life when Super they Super pleasant when they come back. If you, when you come back here, you realize some of the things that we have are just privileges and advantages that we have over so many people a hundred percent i remember um i was traveling i must have been i'm gonna say 14 years old it was me dad uh, a friend of mine and we were traveling to uh africa we were in uh the most of our time in africa was spent in mozambique and we were staying in a tent next to this this couple's uh their their house and um we probably spent like five days in this area the mother every morning would get up and she'd sweep her entire house. And at the end of the day, the, the house itself was just compacted clay. That's it. But she swept it mm-hmm. every day. And in the evening, she would take this massive cast iron pot and she was adamant that she was going to boil water so that we could take a warm shower. Uh, and they had this little outhouse uh, kind of set up made with a pulley system and this he- durable bag. Uh, where they would pour this hot water in, and you could like you know pull this back up in the air and almost like create your own shower. Right, outdoor but it shower. Was, right, yeah. But it was, I mean, yeah, it was pretty pretty incredible. But just you know, they're, you know, just so much respect mm-hmm. and and for what they do have, and right. 
content with what they did have. Um, and yet from our perspective, it was basically nothing, you know, um, no, no good flooring system or anything like that, just compacted clay. So you're right. You're right. We do live in, in a society that, you know, kind of goes along with this, that series that we've been working through at church. It's just, you know, we live in a world here in the U S and, you know, sometimes a question that maybe can humble yourself a little bit is just asking yourself, why, why was I not born like the majority of the population outside of the greatest country in the world? Right. You know, why wasn't I one of the, one of the many that was born in a third world country, you know, and, and what privilege do I have to be? I didn't choose that. I was gifted with an opportunity mm. to be here. What if I was born in Peru in 1450? Right. What would my life? Like? Right, right. <laughs> a lot is luck of the draw. Yeah, feel pretty lucky. Yeah, right, right. Well, and and then you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that too. So you know, of lucky all the or times, blessed, but of all the times to be born, was born late 20th century in the United States. That's not pretty, bad. That's pretty good. That's not not bad. bad. Pretty good. You know, though, getting your hands on stuff like y'all were talking about, man. It's it's you know. There's there's a few companies out there like right now that has a tough time getting their hands on hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you see that? Plug power, mm. plug power. Basically, uh, worst says, day in twenty years. Worst day in twenty years. Um, they're a hydrogen company, and yeah, know, I almost uh, PLUG um, stock. Some I almost bought that uh, year, you, many <laughs> years ago. Yeah, they were part of the. Perhaps I dodged a bullet. Well, they were, they were part of the whole. I won't say the meme stock, but in twenty twenty. When COVID hit, you know they were part of that rampant growth. Where mm-hmm. I mean, their 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 stock was on fire, and because know, the government was giving them a ton of money, and it looks like now they don't even have enough cash to to keep things going, to keep operations going. Twelve for months. Twelve months. Oops. They, they put out a statement that said uh, they they can't cover operations for the next twelve months. They're requesting one point five billion from the government in a loan. And I'm sure I read it. where a few other analysts said that they'll need at least another six hundred and fifty million on top of that. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I wanna put in a request just for some marketing dollars. <laughs> 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 Can we uh you know I assume that's how, I mean, I don't have access to their books, but I assume that's how Rivian continues to operate. They yeah. lose money every quarter. They they still have not made any any profit at all and they just keep building but they lose money for every truck they make and they just keep losing 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 now they're mm-hmm. about to build this you know multi-million dollar facility and uh, multi-million square foot facility physically huge in um in georgia i don't know where's all this money coming from they don't make any money so well, i just I have mean, to assume the, they get all the money from the federal government i.e we all pay sure, for it for, for yeah. sure i mean if you if you're a part of some type of venture capital uh, launch and it has anything to do with clean energy. There's free money there's out free there. Money out there. You know, there's free money out there. So, yeah, I think, and they'll probably. You're right. They'll probably get some type of subsidy. Uh, otherwise, yeah, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. Huge trouble. You know, they can't be that worried. They wouldn't keep building all the new stuff. I don't know. The, I, every time Amazon comes in my neighborhood, it's an ugly Rivian van. That's yeah. our truck. That's all I can tell you. You know, Elon, I think if I, if I remember correctly from the documentary, Elon also, that was his big break, is at the moment of his uh, probably second or third almost like complete fall apart at the corporate level, he received uh, a significant amount of money from the government um, to continue SpaceX, I think is what it was at mm-hmm. that time. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, whatever. It's The government's going to do what they're going to do, and, and we got to stay in our lane. Yeah. How about the how about the, the debate? Can we talk about that? Oh, that was very <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Vivek was on fire. Well, from your Call, perspective, you well, know. Well, from my perspective, he some was people on fire. may not think that. Yeah, I, I mean, he was. I mean, he, uh, in my perspective, he was. Um, you know, challenged a lot of the authority. Challenged, you know, the moderators. Challenged. I mean, he went after Nikki Haley, and uh, you know, cha- challenging this the quote unquote establishment. And so he's making a name for himself. If uh, you know, he's all over Twitter. He's all over the news uh, since uh, the other day, and you know he's really making a case that he wants to be the leading nominator. Not even kind of As candidate. He's trying to boost his profile for yeah. sure. For sure, that he's line. trying to uh, he's trying to to position himself for VP with a follow up eight year president. I think that's what he's trying to do. Could be. But, you know, I wish, I don't know, it is extremely entertaining. I do love it. Okay, I love the entertainment side of the debate. But at the end of the day, I'm like, is this really the best way to hear and truly work through what our future president is trying to offer us? You know, I almost wish that outside of a debate, you would just, like, you get two hours by yourself to present your case. And your case should not include a discussion of any other individual. It is just your mission, your vision, your purpose, and that's it. Like, don't reference anybody. Just let's hear the facts of what you want to do. Because I feel like the debate just it is extremely entertaining, but that's what it is at this point. It's just an entertainment show. You leave there with a catfight and not a whole lot of great detailed information on the actual strategy. Yeah, that's why it's a balancing act, right? I mean, you know, this platform, you have millions of people watching. You have to, you know, you have to you have to get your points across. You have to, you know, show the people what exactly you are going to bring to the table. And with all the different platforms that we have, right, you can go to one's website and to see their, their views and their stances and everything of that sort. But, you know, these, these uh, public displays, you know, I'm glad I didn't get to too catty. Right, because we've seen in the past where where it's gone just a, just a, just a show that you just don't want to see. Right, but you're right. I mean, you know, if so something so important as you know electing the president, you want to make sure that, that person is can at least deliver the message in a succinct way. <laughs> it is like it is like in sixty seconds they say. Um, how are you going to so solve world peace? How are you going to solve world peace? <laughs> well, first off, your plan sucks. Your plan sucks. It's always not done well, and your history proves that you're not going to do well. And my plan is to have a big family dinner, and everybody will be happy across the board. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking Middle for— Middle class uh, will be wealthy and retire tomorrow with my economic uh, global plan ready. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> what does that mean? They're all looking for a zinger. Sound by some uh, kind, right? I I just I'm more interested in the issues than yeah, I am with too. the like the personalities of people. Don't even really mm-hmm. like I'm not going to dinner with these people. They're not going to be my friends. Why would I care what their personalities are like? I care what they believe. I care what they <laughs> stand for. I care what they. I and even like with my family, people have just lost me with that whole thing. Well, I don't like how he talks. Like well. He's not coming to my house for a potluck. What? Why do I care what his personality is like? I care if he's stable mentally and emotionally, but Correct. like, but I mean, I care what he be, what these people believe. Mm-hmm. What do you stand for? What do you want to do on issue X, Y, Z? 
what do you believe? Mm -hmm. That's what matters to me. Because I've come to the realization as an adult that I don't like the, the who these people are on both sides. I'm probably not going to like them on a personal mm -hmm. level. Like, you're not someone I would want to have a beer with. I don't want you in my house. I don't know. I don't like you. That young guy I may, I may, may have a drink with. I mean, maybe. <laughs> for entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, but I, again, that's the it. sizzle, not the steak. I'm more interested in the substance. You're, like, at these debates with these zingers. That's icing. What's the cake? What do you believe? Right. What do you want to do? That's your, where your I convictions matter, but I but I do believe that personality and your stability to hold true to those convictions really matter too. You know, because I think about like you know we all have, I would say everybody has their own convictions, right? Mm -hmm. Their own biases, their own convictions on a variety of different topics and beliefs, um, and morals and ethics, etc. But what drives your ability to stand true to those convictions oftentimes has to do with. Well, once again, probably a wide variety of things, discipline, et cetera. But, but also, I think that personality and that strength to, to lead plays, does play a bit of a piece to it. You know, um, like I think about, you know, as a female, you know, one of the concerns that I have, and this is by no means because of a female, but you think about like world and other countries. It is absolutely factual that some of these other countries – devalue females you know and and we don't and so when you look at you know a leader as a female you they need to be strong they're going to have to be strong mm -hmm. because they're already when they walk into a different uh country a different culture potentially already looked at as less than and so you know from a from a personality standpoint from a leadership standpoint and just ultimately your discipline and conviction i agree with you there's got to be plenty of meat on the bone for, for many people to be able to be like, hey, I'm your person, and I'm going to stand true to it. Yeah, Mo, I mean, Mo it, it, does not like me walking that fine no, line. No, 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 no. I, I, I like it. I, I give two examples. Um, you guys have a very interesting Thanksgiving, I bet. <laughs> oh, well, oh. yes, very interesting. No, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> on many levels. <laughs> on many, many no, I'll give levels. Two, I'll, I'll give two examples, really, uh, about standing on your convictions, right? So if you look at Powell, for instance, there's some that think he is uh, – doing the mismanaging the inflation and and his tactics and how to manage inflation well you know he spoke the other day and he's you know he's standing true to what he wants to do he is that two percent number of inflation is where he wants it to be there are many people that say what is two percent that's such an arbitrary number but that's his number he's sticking to it he's raising rates now obviously he paused the last two times he's paused but his conversation the other day basically said there's not enough evidence that he sees right now that we should we should steer the direction away from any type of rate cuts. Mm -hmm. And so he's that 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 comment was very hawkish in some aspects. And so we saw a sell off yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now you have Powell. Then literally right outside, we were talking about a fund manager that we that we've worked with. Their technical analysis don't want to lose the, uh, the audience too much right now, but they do a lot of their investing based off of historical charts and numbers and data and everything at that point. And they, you, you almost take emotions out of it. And if, if there's buy signals or sell signals, their models will go whatever direction the algorithm says. Now, at some point, do you stick, even if the market is, even if your algorithms are wrong, do you stand by your convictions and say, well, it's just, you know, an unusual spike in the market last week? You know, last week was 
the best year in the uh, best market, best performance of the year in the market. Our algorithms are right. It was just an anomaly. We're going to stick to our convictions. Or do you go behind the scenes and start, you know, tinkering with your algorithms, overriding, to, to, it. overriding it to match the market? Mm. At some point, you've got to stand on your convictions and your discipline. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think no. I think that's loads of transparency. I mean, even with money management, right? And I. I by the way, I love that subtle transition to to feds and then to <laughs> that was beautiful. By the way, nobody caught that. That was fantastic. And you're right. Powell did basically say, you know, we're not going to increase rates, but I'm not confident. And that's exactly what he said. He's not confident that the feds would raise that that the feds. That wouldn't, they've done enough. That wouldn't, they've yeah. done enough, right. And he said, you know, inflation has given us plenty of head fakes along the way, and we just don't think we're there yet. And he's not going to hesitate. He said he wouldn't hesitate to, to revisit moving rates up again. Um, but I think there's going to be a pause in December. But to your point, even when it comes to money management, you're talking about a, a, a area in life where you better darn well be convicted um, because, number one, you have a, loads of influence. I mean, if you get on the internet and it doesn't matter if you're a you know an average investor a beginner a novice um, the truth is is there's loads of a variety of opinions that would drive that emotion in a wide range of, of areas in an array and I personally believe with you Mo that when we are working with these investment strategists and we're you know basically working with their recipe for investing um, you know, that's the question that we're oftentimes asking. It's fine if we, if if it doesn't look like we're hitting it for a season and it doesn't look like the decision we made is right for a season, but it's when you go back and you change that decision that becomes more of a question because of your lack of conviction to the decision in which you made. Um, and, you know, I was listening to uh, Barron's, um, their conference is kicking off this weekend starting today in New York City. And I was listening to the, the president speak uh, this morning, and, and he basically made some statements that I thought were pretty profound to, you know, his personal conviction. And one of them was, um, you know, this guy's, I'm, I'm going to assume late 70s potentially, has never bought a bond in his t entire career for himself or a client. Mm. Now, wow. they, they went from, you know, currently they manage right over, I want to say it's like close to $60 billion in assets. And has never mm. purchased a bond. Wow. Never also holds very little in cash and stays fully invested at all times. Uh, he's one of the top investors for Tesla right now and a few other companies. But, um, you know, just those convictions in our world matter tremendously to one's success. Absolutely. The um, Oh, God, we are. Man, time is clicking. Go ahead. Sorry. Well. You want you got you wanted to talk about the debate? Yeah, that is true. That's, it's okay. We we that was your decision. We have an endless schedule here at the radio show, so let me remind everybody: if we don't get it in this week, that's fine. Yeah, the markets though were um, you know not so great. Not so great this week. You know, everything's all the major indices are down except for Nasdaq, but you know, barely squeaking a positive uh, uh, results. But yeah, you know, between the geopolitical issues, global growth. Um, you know, a big sell-off yesterday, but but also you know a, a tremendous week last week, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we were on pace to hit something that we haven't done in years—ten consecutive positive days in the market. We fell short yesterday, uh, but last week was incredible. La was incredible, yeah. right? Unbe so unbelievable. You expect a little bit of a after after an incredible sell-off, right? 
you know, mm-hmm. which is once again why, you know, we, we talked about this earlier in the year, but the uh, the statistics that basically provide the evidence as to why you need to stay invested at all times, right? All times. Um, as long as your, your, your strategy is sound, you need to stay invested at all times. And, you know, the primary reason for that, if you can go back to last week, you can't guess those moments. Right. You're never going to. Going into the end of... Uh, the end of the month, it was pretty daunting. Right. I mean, we have had massive sell-off, massive decline uh, in the equity space, and all of a sudden, we get you get a nice you get a nice pop. Yeah, in one week, and if you were in five percent ca- pop, a five percent pop, yeah, big pop, yeah. And if you miss that week, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. You don't get it back. And you know, in our world, I I think it's it's it really can be very frustrating because you yeah. you know mm-hmm. we're working two hundred and fifty five trading days a year, right. but if we make a mistake on one or two of them, it hangs with you the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either trailing or outperforming as a result of just a few of those two hundred and fifty five days. Yeah, and, and the psycho the psychology of a of an in, of an investor, right? They may have said, "All right, the market's pulling down; it's slipping. Let's go ahead and go to cash. Let's let's just kind of, you know, pull the pull a, pull a draw. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't want to do anything." And then they miss the 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 run last week, and so they say to themselves, "All right, the market's doing well. Let me just get back into the market this week." Oh, and now boom, boom, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, so that rat <clears throat> that rat race of trying to catch rates and trying to time the market just doesn't work. Let's just be honest, though. That's exactly what people are doing. Yeah. That's what people, people that self-manage, very few hold true to a to a systematic plan, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're working off emotion. It's too, you know. It's I get it. It's it would be challenging not to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I thought about you guys when I saw that uh, the weekly number, and I was like, well, if you because uh, I was thinking about that map that you had or that chart where even over a period of twenty years, if mm-hmm. you missed the top ten best trading days. How much, even over the course of a decade, that would impact you if your money wasn't in on one of the big trading day, individual days? And you're talking about a week. What if you got really scared mm-hmm. August, September, October, and we're like, uh, I'm going to throw it in a CD or something. Right. And then last week you missed a 5% pop. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that would be you'll wait infuriating. 12, you'll wait 12 months for that. In, yes. in, in, a, in a CD, you know, and you could have got it in a week. It is, yeah. it is a, it is tough. a, it is a tough game to play, you which is keep why, the faith, man. Yeah, yeah, which is why we, you know, we do what we do. Absolutely. So, oh, how much time do we have left? Should we jump into it? Yeah, we might yeah, as well we just a little bit. Left. Yeah. So, so, and I'll tee this up for you, Mo. This, um, this conversation we've had over the past few weeks, and I know it's going to be limited on today's show, but this whole aging, um. And the challenges that really go along with aging, not just specifically long-term care, but predominantly elder care. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about, in general, what it is. And then, you know, last week we talked a good bit about what is kind of the phase one part of that process. And and the truth is, is most people, most Americans, prefer to stay in place. Um, whether they're still married, maybe they have a spouse um, that, that can also assist and help with that care, but they're wanting to stay at home, in home, in place for as long as possible. Um, but what I thought would be good for, for this week is just, you know, what are some things that you can do um, to really decipher whether or not someone needs to begin to make that transition? 
as a family member, you know, maybe not so much for yourself, although for yourself is important, but, you know, as an individual who's caring for a mother, a father, a grandmother, a grandfather, Mm -hmm. um, what what are the things that they need to be looking for to then be able to say, okay, it it may be time that we consider the next step? Yeah, you're going to look for, you know, look for some nonverbal cues, right? Because, you know, someone who's, we all want our our sense of independence and it takes it takes a lot for us to admit that we need help so mm-hmm. you've got to look for those nonverbal cues and so some of those are you know is that is your the person you're caring for you know can they prepare their own meals on a stove safely right are you noticing anything yeah. tricky about there about that that's they, dangerous for me. I'm, I was getting I'm, ready to say, Kevin. Kevin's thinking I can't do that now. <laughs> I made a I made a meal in the oven last night. I was very proud of myself. Yeah, did you turn the oven off? I did. Okay, oh that. wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's one of those things, right? Yeah. And I ran the dishwasher last night. There you go. I Kevin. felt pretty good about myself. Good job. Brownie points, Mr. Mom. Uh, but yeah, you know, can they? You know, are are meals continuously burning? Are, are they forgetting stuff on the stove? Plates, uh, plates, pans on the stove. Um, are they bathing regularly and wearing the appropriate clothes? Um, cleanliness. You know, is the house clean and free of dirt and free of dust? Um, big one is medication. You know, are they forgetting their meds? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge one. That right? is huge. Yeah, um, try to course correct that is, is is huge. So those are some of the signs that, you know, just on a small scale to look to see if that person is struggling. I'm thinking a lot of people don't bathe to clean their house anyway. <laughs> that also may be, well, that may be a sign of, yeah, <laughs> they just need help. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But, you know, people... You have to look for those nonverbal cues like you're talking about. But I also I also would say don't, you know, don't if you're close to this individual and you have a relationship, you know, put them in a safe place where you can ask those questions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you can actually, uh, you know, get to the bottom of it because sometimes they want to be open. You know, sometimes an individual wants to share that they are struggling, but Mm -hmm. they, they they're worried about being a burden. They're worried about you know, creating too much stress and, and overwhelming the family. And so they just need that opportunity. So I think that's probably a, a good thing, too, is just put them in a safe place and maybe ask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some other things that I would say, too, maybe just signs of, uh, you know, health concerns would be things like, you know, significant weight gain or weight loss. That's true. Right. Um, and, and the reason is, is because the older you are, sometimes you lose your appetite and if they're not proactive in preparing their own food, maybe they're just not eating. So, you know, keep mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. Poor hygiene like you talked about. Obviously, the top one's probably confusion, uh, you know, falling. Oh, yeah, that's huge. You know, and, and falling is a big problem the scary. older you get. It yeah, is very, very scary. scary. Right. And, you know, so that's obviously one you want to keep, keep your eye out on. Trouble walking or getting around, you know, mm-hmm. especially in a house that's not actually built or equipped for an aging individual um and then you know maybe even mental health concerns such as you know someone's mood changing Mm -hmm. you know getting i've always said getting getting old the the golden years are great but it's really those go-go years that you look forward to right right outside of that getting old is uh not for the vein of heart it's tough yeah you know you may you may find some social isolations uh loneliness um, you know, especially if, if friends are or friends or family live far apart or, you know, maybe some of your friends are, you know, they've going through a long term care type of need and you're just lonely. And so mm-hmm. that that the, all those can play a big mental mental toll on you. And so if That's you can true. if you can help 
if you can identify and recognize those patterns, uh, it, it opens the door for a conversation to talk about what's the next step. Absolutely. And, you know, making it a safe place, once again, is the key. Making it a safe place, allowing someone to feel comfortable to speak about it is important. So, you know, not a whole lot of information on today's show, but in regards to this topic, you know, next week, I think the goal would be to maybe discuss, okay, if you've been able to have that conversation and they're open to the concept of, you know, hey, I do need help, um, where do we go from there? Right. You know, if, if at home just isn't going to cut it, what are options for people to consider mm-hmm. um, for that next step in one's life? Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, a map, a journey mm-hmm. through stage one, stage two, and then all the way to the end of, of care. Big topic, important topic. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, the phones are ringing. We got, uh, we got to uh, wrap up where we are this week. Next week, you guys will be with Alan. I will miss you very much. Where are you going? I'll be at Leadership Barto ah, joint right. session with Youth Leadership Barto. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. At the uh, the public safety. There we program. go. It's going to be a big day. You know, today's also a big day with uh, football. So keep uh, well. We got Cartersville Region One game. We got Adairsville. We got Adairsville, Cartersville, and Cass all in playoff games tonight. But uh, but poor Adairsville. all the coverage right here. WBHF. I love my boys, but man, we we're just we're down our quarterback. Quarterbacks down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I talked to Larry. Larry said, going to be all right. We're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I love Larry. He ain't worried about it. He's no, ready. We're we going to get done. We're going to get done. Is it a home game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're going to be there. Region champs, come on. Yeah, right. That's come right. On. We ain't playing nowhere. You come to our place. When you a champ, you at home. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be all right, Mo. We're going to win. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. We got uh, two home games, Cartersville and Adairsville, and then Cass is at Kell. Which is not terribly far away, about forty minutes. So that'll be good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can recover a very challenging season. I'm anxious to see if Cass can do that. That's a big challenge tonight. Now, of course, they beat Jefferson on the road last year in the first round, which was uh, a huge upset at that time. This would be uh, in that same category. Same category. Kelsman won nine in a row. They're they're looking good, and Cass playing its best game of the year against Calhoun to get right. in. Right, and they're uh, coming off a strong win. Most excitingly for me, this or some of the exciting news this week for me is seeing that uh, going to be back. All the local teams other than Adairsville will be back in the same region next year. Adairsville was initially in Correct. there, but and now we, is going to AAA. We so. requested a uh, yes, exemption. Uh, an, an exemption, which is fine. Which is, we'll we deserve it, coverage, you know. So. We deserve it. Well, that. let's not get into deserve. Oh, we deserve <laughs> okay. that. That's, we'll a com- that's a complex topic. Oh, uh, I mean, define I'm, deserve. I'm prepared for it <laughs> Define <the> relative. show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for being here. And uh, I won't see you before Thanksgiving, so have a wonderful Thanksgiving, too. You, too. You, too. That's uh, such a great holiday. Yes, it. it is. Just eat and relax. I'm going Just to chill. because I have done so well not eating. By the way, I'm on track. Everybody, <laughs> so you know. Proud of your of your Octavia. hard work. Yes. Hey, folks, if you need a financial planner, this guy's disciplined enough. Dropping weight. This is why we're a crazy. small office. We help in all areas of your life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Golden Life 2.0 here on WBHF Radio, and we'll be back with you next Friday. Alan Sanders being with the guys on next week's edition. Asset Management Group of Cartersville brings you Golden Life each and every Friday. Call Andrew and Mo 678-792-5855, 678-792-5855. Located 102 North Bartow Street, Suite 100, right here in Cartersville, Asset Management Group 
and the golden life. I'm Kevin Carroll. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Remember, local news at noon and 5, and then high school football, the playoffs coverage gets started at 6 p.m. tonight from Scott's Walk-Up Barbecue. Have a wonderful rest of your Friday with the golden life on WBHF Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.